0: If you're curious about your pet, then your vet wants you to know. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Your Vet Wants You to Know. I'm Dr. Brittany Lancelotti, and we're going to be talking about a disease today called symmetric lupoid onychitis. And I want to first start off by saying this is a pretty rare disease, but as a veterinary dermatologist, it's one that I see often enough that I'd like to be able to educate pet owners of dogs who do have this condition. I also want to say to you it's going to be okay. This disease can be a little bit scary and overwhelming in the beginning. And once you have a better understanding of what it is that's actually happening and the knowledge that there is a way to treat this disease, I think you're going to feel better about moving forward. If you're a visual learner and you wanna see what's happening and what I'm talking about, there are pictures and videos related to claw disease on the website, yourvetwantsyoutoknow.com, and you can follow us on social media because we'll have pictures and videos posted there as well. Now, when I say symmetric lupoid onochitis is pretty rare. Since I've been with veterinary skin and ear in Los Angeles for about a year and a half now, I can count on one hand the number of symmetric lupoid onychitis cases I've had. In comparison, I can count on two hands the number of allergy cases that I see in just one day. Recently, I was seeing two symmetric lupoid onochitis cases at the same time, which I'll refer to as slow from this point forward, because even I can't say symmetric lupoid onochitis more than just a few times without tripping over my tongue. One of these slow patients was a new consult who had just started having signs, and the other was a case that I'd been managing for a little over six months. It was really cool for me to see the stark difference between the two pets because Olive, who I've been helping since she was diagnosed around six months ago, was in just as bad shape as Skyly, the dog that I was seeing for the very first time that day. Olive is completely in remission, but it was a journey to get there. Olive's owners first started noticing Olive lick her paws a little bit more than usual. And even though she is a young, energetic Australian cattle dog, she damaged more than one claw while running around within the space of about two weeks. At that point, Olive's owners started to think something wasn't right. So they headed in to see me. By the time I saw Olive, six of her claws had some degree of disease and all of them were painful. You know, that's the most heartbreaking thing about this disease is how uncomfortable these animals are. Despite how much she hurt, my behavior assessment for Olive, which I try to remark on for each one of my patients, always included the comment, very sweet girl. I talked to Olive Zoner about SLOW, which is an autoimmune disease. The immune system, which we want to protect the body by attacking things like infectious organisms or cancer cells, in this disease decides instead that normal parts of the body need to be attacked. In SLOW, this autoimmune disease attacks the claws. There can be certain triggers for that autoimmune attack to start to begin things like infectious diseases, most commonly from ticks, vaccines. And even specific proteins and foods can be rare triggers. Interestingly, in one study that evaluated 24 dogs with slow, there was no evidence of a vaccine reaction. Now, Olive Zoner and I went through her history, and she had been vaccinated for a few common infectious diseases here in Los Angeles within the time frame where I might have suspected that was a trigger for slow. She had never had a vaccine reaction before, and the things that she was being vaccinated for were common for her to be exposed to as a young city dog. Moving forward, Olive's family and her family vet have a discussion of the risk-benefit ratio for each vaccine they're choosing based on her rare autoimmune disease and the risk of her being exposed to the things they wanted to vaccinate her for. Keep in mind, the overwhelming majority of vaccinations have no reaction whatsoever and are extremely helpful in preventing spread of infectious disease. Now, during Olive's first visit with me, a few of her claws were so badly damaged that she needed to be sedated and given pain medication for me to remove the claws comfortably instead of allowing them to be ripped off because eventually they were so badly damaged they were going to come off anyway. By sedating her and giving her pain medication, I could then allow healthy claw to grow in once we started treatment to get her immune system back on track. Because Olive's claws had several different stages of disease, I did warn her owner that there was the possibility we could have to sedate her and remove claws more than once, especially during the early stages of the disease when we're trying to get the immune system into remission. Sure enough, about three weeks later, the rest of the claws that had been damaged but hadn't quite separated away from the toe when I first saw her were bad enough that they needed to come off too. Between the claws that she lost before Olive came to see me and the claws that we removed with the help of sedation and pain medication, there was a total of 15 severely diseased claws that came off. Let's talk about the medications we use for the treatment of this disease. Typically, vets will reach for a combination of treatments that relieve pain, decrease swelling, suppress the immune system, and get rid of secondary infection. There are a wide range of treatments for slow. Some of the medications can be used by themselves. Some need to be used in combination with other medications. Some are used for a brief period of time at the beginning of treatment. Some are used for a longer period of time to keep an animal's immune system in remission. Every animal with this disease is different. And of the patients that I've treated over the years, no two of them have responded to exactly the same drug combination. And this is where I remind you, have a relationship with a veterinarian so that you can discuss what drug or drugs are right for your pet. Telling your veterinarian every medication your dog is taking is important to help minimize risks of complications from interactions between medications as well as to monitor risks associated with specific drugs that may require things like blood work to check on. Because there's a significant amount of damage at the claw fold, and because the underlying skin in these claws is exposed, a lot of times these animals can develop secondary infection with bacteria or yeast or a combination of the two while the claws are starting to heal. Sometimes veterinarians will reach for certain medications that treat infection like antibiotics or antifungal medications. Other times veterinarians will recommend some type of soak sometimes with chlorhexidine, sometimes with Epsom salts in order to help treat infection topically. It's important to let your veterinarian look for infection with things like cytology, which is taking a glass slide and pressing it to the area where they're concerned about infection, and then looking under a microscope to see if they see bacteria or yeast. There's a great episode on cytology if you want to go back and take a listen to that. Because this disease tends to be particularly painful for these animals, pain control is really important for making them as comfortable as possible. And there are several different medications that can be used for pain control while these animals are working to get towards remission. Oftentimes, I will ask owners to have the animal wear an e-collar or cone around their head so that they're not licking excessively or chewing at the paws while we're working on getting the disease in remission. And then as they're becoming more comfortable with the pain medication, I'll have the owners take the cone off when they're spending time with the animal in order to assess how comfortable that animal is. So if they can sit with the animal while the animal is being watched closely and not have the animal lick or chew at its paws, then I know we're getting somewhere with our treatment, the animal's feeling better, and we're headed in the right direction. This is also a great tool for us to use to watch and make sure that they're not coming back out of remission once we've gotten them to the point where they've got healthy claws growing in and we want to work on cutting back on some of the medications that we're using so that we can find the lowest effective dose of these immunosuppressive medications that may have side effects associated with them but still keep the disease in remission. So one thing I will tell owners to watch for is a recurrence of paw licking or chewing at the claws as we're decreasing the dose of those immune suppressive medications. If they're noticing that that is occurring, what that tells me is the animal's starting to get uncomfortable in their paws and we may have lowered our dose too far, at which point we wanna go back up to the dose that we were at prior to lowering the dose and seeing the recurrence of signs like pain. Ask your veterinarian about what types of pain relief you can use to safely address the animal's discomfort while you're working on getting them in remission. One supplement found to be particularly helpful in allowing me to decrease the dose of other prescription medications used when treating slow is omega-3 fatty acids. There are a lot of different brands of omega-3s, so again, it's best to ask your vet their preference. We had to make some adjustments to Olive's medications along the way, but since she has been in remission and we are working on decreasing her medications, she has not lost any additional claws, the claws that she did lose have grown back in so stinking beautiful. I love them. And I really do love how great Olive responded to treatment. She is a joy to see for visits, but she's doing so well at this point. I get to see her less and less frequently. Her next visit with me will actually be around the one year anniversary of when she started having signs. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on the podcast and I will give you folks an Olive update in a few months. Many family veterinarians are comfortable treating dogs with slow, but if you'd like to find a specialist to help you with this very rare disease, a veterinary dermatology specialist is your best bet. There's a link to find a dermatologist near you if you're in the United States at www.yourvetwantsyoutoknow.com resources. If your dog has been diagnosed with slow and you'd like to join a community of people who are going through the same things as you and get that support that you're looking for, you can join our Facebook group, Your Vet Wants You To Know. Again, if you're a visual learner, I have pictures and videos of this disease on both the website and the social media, so you can check those out. There is a graphic warning. I do have video of the claws being taken off when they were very, very bad. So if that is something you are interested in seeing, that is available. If you're more like my husband who couldn't get through Black Swan, if you know that classic scene, you probably are going to want to stay away from this particular video. I like to end each episode with a segment I call Scratching the Itch. This segment is designed to highlight something, whether it's a human interest story, a product, a website, something that just provides relief or makes you feel good. Hence, Scratching the Itch. This episode's Scratching the Itch is the Comedy Wildlife Photography Awards, Since 2015, each year, this organization has held a global competition that's able to make meaningful contribution to the amazing world of wildlife through laughter. This organization aims to widen understanding and engagement of a sustainable world and wildlife conservation specifically for the preservation of biodiversity and the health and enrichment of everyone on Earth. And they do that through connection with animals and humor, two of life's greatest gifts. Each year, they choose a small grassroots conservation organization to support, and I'll have a link in the show notes where you can read more about their conservation mission. The link to view this year's winners will be posted in the show notes as well, whenever you'd like to laugh or admire some amazing wildlife photography. Thanks for joining me on the show today. I look forward to your next visit with Your Vet Wants You to Know.